0: Drop the subject, the new channel Q. Oh man, the week has barely begun and it's already jam packed.
1: I'm saying, like, it was a uh, uh, we're talking about all the different things that happened over the weekend. It's like we have so much to talk about and so much going on this week.
0: But I really thought that both of us just slept all weekend. So That's I was like, well, oh, yeah. we don't really have much to talk about. And now we're, we have so much to talk about and we haven't even started.
1: I know, yeah. It, it was a very lazy weekend, although still rather eventful.
0: It was. Yeah. Well, it was eventful because you went to a first birthday party. Oh,
1: my God. Was this
0: your first first birthday party?
1: Um, In a long time, at the very least. And I was a little bit jarred. Like, uh, <laughs> I I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but I didn't think about how many children there were going to be at yes, this first it's birthday party. Yes, for
0: babies, right?
1: Yeah, I just thought like, oh, all of our friends, their friends, and da-da-da. And I didn't realize how many friends I had with kids. But yeah. <laughs> so,
0: was there a playpen with a bunch of the kids rolling around?
1: No, it was like, everyone was like... He was about the youngest, and like he was one years old, and then there there was just kids everywhere, and I was like, "What is happening?" And I was like, "It's a Dr. Seuss first birthday party, of course there are kids."
0: Oh, Dr. Seuss theme.
1: Yeah, so I was under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I was under pressure to to deliver, so I can we can talk about that to deliver. Yeah. Yeah, this was a pretty serious first okay, party. Okay, well, I can't wait to get into that.
0: Yeah. Uh, last th- this past weekend, I got into a show that I am embarrassed to say that I now watch. You've been
1: deep teasing this show, well, with with all of us here in the studio, and Justin needs to know the answers.
0: Well, I would never ever press play on this show.
1: But now willingly.
0: And because Katie was watching it when I got home on Friday, it was. I finally got home. I, it was a very, very busy week. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't wait to just kind of relax. I was going to take one of my little weed gummies. It was amazing. And I walk in and Katie is watching this show. And I'm going, "I, why are you watching this? Why mm-hmm. did you put this on? And she was like, Allie, it's so good. You have to start watching it with me. I was like, no, I'm not watching this show. It's horrible. So I sit down and I watch it. And, of course, within 30 minutes, I'm completely sucked in. And I'm like, all right, well, I need another weed gummy if I'm going to keep doing You're this. you completely
1: captivated.
0: We have now watched all of the first season, and we have started the second. I'm completely caught up, and I am obsessed.
1: I feel like I know what this might be.
0: What do you think it is?
1: This is Us. No. Oh. Um, is Wait, is it scripted or unscripted? It's unscripted. Keeping up with the Kardashians. No.
0: Oh. I, have, I have actually watched that show.
1: Um... Give me one more hint.
0: Uh, the new season just premiered. Okay. And it is.
1: Is it on Bravo? Nope. Oh.
0: It's on Fox.
1: Oh, I know what it is. What is it? The Masked Singer.
0: I am obsessed with the Masked so Singer. So I had
1: the same exact thing happen to me because I. Why is this the promo- happening? I saw the promos in the springtime and I thought this looks like the dumbest show there's ever been. been. I don't know how I clicked on it like, on my. Like dumber Hulu than the Shazam show. Oh my god! It looks so stupid. It looks so like. Fox unscripted let's like you, just be honest you lo- <laughs> but like but, but you look at the billboards and you're like how did we reach this point you're like uh, and like I I, uh, yeah so I watched I ended up watching the first episode and I was like oh my god who is that right. <laughs> and then I'm like wait is that Donny Osmond but it is that oh my god I used to work for that person like you know what I mean like and then I'm like okay I've got to make sure that I'm right and then I got hooked into it
0: so that's what that's why the show is so genius because that feeling of wanting to know and not knowing they made a whole show just about that feeling which is so addicting you have to watch it through the end because you have to figure out who it was and they keep revealing the clues and then you know the the audience reacting is so over the top it's It's so so ridiculous oh. oh my god Oh, and it's Ricky Lake! <laughs> Which you spoiled for me. Oh Because sorry. you said that last week. Oh before yeah. I had started watching it. And oh, then we were sorry. trying to figure out like who the panda was or whoever it was. And someone and then Katie was like, Is it Ricky Lake? And I was like, Oh.
1: Jarrett
0: did this already. Yes, it's Ricky Lake. Um, But that show has so many layers to it because yes, it's funny and yes, it's ridiculous and yes, it makes you feel like you're on LSD but then there's this whole... I'm sorry? (laughs) I don't know about you but that's how I feel. Okay, okay. But then there's also this added layer of seriousness to it because these celebrities, a lot of whom have had their trials and tribulations and their ups and downs, kind of have this ability to now maintain anonymity onto television again, and it seems like a very important journey for each of them as to why they did it. It's
1: kind of an evolution of Dancing with the Stars, right? So, like, you take people we haven't seen in a while, and you put them on the stage, and they perform, and people kind of fall in love with them, and then they have, like, a personal story to tell, and it kind of, like, puts this person back into the consciousness. Uh,
0: I have been... I don't know when I... But I was crying when a bee was singing on stage. Really? Yes. And I'm and like, I'm, I'm much more reinvigorated to some of these people and going like, oh, man, I got to listen to her music again. Yeah. And it, it's really captured my little, my cold wait, little heart. You
1: finished the season, right?
0: Yes, I'm so completely caught up. I now I have the, to wait for
1: Wednesday. I never saw the last episode. So Donnie Osmond was the Peacock, right? Yes. Okay. But
0: everyone thought it was Neil Patrick Harris.
1: Oh, I knew it was Donny myself. Osmond from like episode two.
0: Yes, but then there were these LGBT clues that were throwing everybody off. Now oh. we've started the new season, and Katie okay. has a notebook. She's like,
1: "Okay." Oh my God! This next I have one, a notes. I have a notes in my it. app. I'm dead serious. She's
0: like, "Okay." We. She said, "No, there's no talking when we're not in a commercial break." She's like shut she up she has rules now and I'm like you can't do this to me I, I now have invested in this show and I need to be able to talk about it with you and I, I can't adhere to like we have to take these notes and we can't talk to each other and now there's these rules around it it's kind of ruining it for me this okay. season
1: wow so, yeah, but she I, has
0: all of it written how many out. episodes
1: are there of the new season just two, just but the two. first okay. one was two hours long. Of course, it was. It was so here is the thing: long. I I have a love hate relationship with Nick Cannon. I think he's like a beautiful man that I do all the things with. Uh, but like I don't enjoy him on like certain things. I enjoy him on this show though, um, and so like a part of me wants to go back and watch because I want to see the new people. I don't mind looking at Nick, and like the the judges are always so over the top. It's just like it's a lot of fun.
0: They are very over the top, and at first I'm like I don't like any of these people, and now I'm like I love all of these yeah. people. They each bring their own little flavor, I and like then there's a Black Widow dude dancing on the stage. It's just this crazy. is crazy. Yeah. It is a good time.
1: Okay, we've got so much more to talk about. My first birthday party, my first, first birthday party over the weekend, and so much more. We've got a whole jam packed show. More Drop the Subject is coming up.
2: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject.
1: The new channel cue. My iPad is on mute.
2: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> For anybody listening to the podcast, maybe you didn't hear the tease, thinking, yeah. but uh, Jarrett gave a tease as to what's coming up next, and Literally, his iPad Emmy, started screaming at him.
1: Emmy like gave the cue, and like my iPad responded.
0: Yes, it was like. Put it,
1: down. it was like, yeah, I'm ready to make noise. Let's do it. Uh,
0: well, <clears throat> we have, like we said earlier, we have a jam packed show, so we have to keep moving. And I want to hear about your one year old birthday party, but we will do so as part of the. Monday Munch Report.
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I'll oh, have that. Yas, 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 Yas. Yes. What are you doing? I'm plotting the grease. It's the best part. See.
0: Now, a one-year-old birthday party. <laughs> it can get longer. Yeah. I plan to make it longer. I think I'll just double the chewing. There we go. We'll start there. When it comes to one-year-old birthday parties, I've been to a few, and it is very much hit or miss. I have gone to some great ones, and then when you get there and it's a bad one, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Because you have to stay for at least an hour, and if the food is only, you know, sweet pea mash for babies, what are you supposed to do? I've been to a one-year-old birthday party with no alcohol at all. Oh. which was horrific and it was at a, it was at a park so really all I could oh. do was play catch with other people who could hold a mitt That's and a glove. That's definitely
1: a dip in, dip out kind of party. It was. Like, There's no alcohol or no food? Oh, girl, so good to see you, but I've got something else to do. <laughs> oh,
0: girl. Yeah, it was like, and most of the people there had either just gotten married or were trying to get pregnant mm. or had a new baby. Yeah. So all of the well, conversation was revolving around that.
1: So this one uh, is for uh, one of my best friends, They're their couple, and they obviously had a baby a year ago. And so they've been... We have, like, a, a whole village, like, around them and, like, all of us that, you know, are there as much as we can be and... Um
0: Oh, so you're all popping in to help with the baby yeah?
1: We things. all we're all. I mean, like I I don't like do a bunch of babysitting or whatever, but like I'm always available to help when I whenever I can. And like, there are two specific friends who like plan like a lot of the parties, so, like the baby shower and you know the first birthday and all that kind of stuff. So um, they'd asked me. They said, okay, we're doing a Doctor Seuss theme uh, birthday party. We're gonna. It's all it's all the places you'll go. It's like a great thing for a oh, first birthday. Oh, that's adorable. So they sent me these cupcakes, and I'll send I'll tweet out the picture that they found from some
0: Pinterest some exactly some
1: you know great awesome lady on Pinterest that makes these Dr. Seuss cupcakes and And then
0: she'll do a food blog about how she made the cupcakes and and why it's so important and they changed
1: the party and it was everything and she's like
0: I decided to go with red frosting because and you're like just get to the recipe
1: exactly you scroll you scroll like 30 pages and then you get to the recipe So I was like, okay, I'll make these cupcakes and, you know, it'll be fine. They were like, okay, they're they're white cupcakes and they have like rainbow colored icing on the top and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, no problem.
0: Were they shaped like anything? Like who? They were just,
1: they were, um, I have a photo and I'll, I'll tweet it out so you guys can see them. But like, this is what they were supposed to look like. They have like, oh, this is great. They have like rainbow layers on top that stack up to make like a point.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, this is one of the, uh, I forget is this the there's like a, a rainbow hill in one of the Dr. Grinch Seuss books? Or yeah, and it looks like this where it's like the paint that's like a layered rainbow spiral that reaches a point at the yeah. end. Yeah, okay. So, so this looks Dr. Seuss So they were like, me.
1: "Okay, we just want you to do a white cupcake with this icing on top." And I was like, "Okay, sure." It seems like a lot of icing, but yeah, I get it. It has a look. Hey, and so Hey,
0: icing is the best part of the cupcake. I mean, fair enough.
1: So I Get the recipe. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. And the party's on Sunday morning. So my friend, Devin, who's one of the, the coordinators of the party, she's like, oh, I wanted to come over on Friday. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah. She wanted to just come hang out. Um, I would just gotten, like, a new edible situation. Yeah. It hit really hard. <laughs> and I was like... This is why I don't do these things because, like, I'm like a zombie, right?
0: Please tell me you made the cupcakes while you were high. No, on I was. I, I would love on going, to see that. I had planned Pinterest on going fail. grocery
1: shopping, but I was like, I don't want to get off the couch. Nope. And I was like, I don't know why, how people do this all the time. Like, it seems like it. It's just exhausting.
0: Yeah, but some so, people they get used to it. You know, it's you, I, uh, tolerance yeah, gets high. Like, but, no, you have to assume people are not as high as you.
1: Yeah, I guess because I was like, wow, I don't know how people do this. So, I um. I waited until Saturday night to go buy all the stuff for the cupcakes and I started making them on Saturday evening. But like, Devin's at my house on Friday night and she's like, just talking, telling like, you know, everyday stories or whatever. Oh, I was doing this at work and da-da. And then she goes, so let's talk about the cupcakes. Oh. And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, I really need to make sure that you're going to do exactly what we sent you. Oh, Lord. She and I was like, by
0: for it. So this had a... <laughs> well, I another... said to her, I was like...
1: Did you stop by to talk to me about the cupcake? Is that what this visit is about? Whoa. And she was like, no, It's like no. a politically
0: motivated meeting. Yes. And she, I was like... And she got you when you were high? <laughs> exactly.
1: That is not fair to do was a sneak like, attack like, like that. Devin, did you just come over because you were worried I was not going to do what the cupcake... She was like, no. Yeah, I mean, I was what? like, Devin, what are you talking about? So I, I ended up making the cupcakes. They were delicious. It was a hit. Wait, where's like, where the picture of what you made? I, the cupcakes. I'll tweet out the picture to that too as well uh, in just a minute. But this is they a came good up, job. Thank you. You yeah. have to
0: do a side by side.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, they came out really well. I did. I I didn't do what the lady in the and the ad did. I really just took the design of it because they have like a whipped cream topping, and I was like, that's not going to work well for for travel and holding up. Well, that's
0: important that you have the confidence to go beyond the recipe.
1: Oh yeah, I did a vanilla buttercream, oh, crap. a vanilla bean buttercream. It was what? really delicious. Yeah.
0: Okay, so De- what is Devin talking about? Well, Devin she was trusted you. Devin
1: should have trusted me, but she didn't. It's fine.
0: Well, when the Monday Munch report continues, when we get back, we have breaking news about candy corn. Uh-oh. So do not go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. There's also been mention about a, a Doritos milkshake that I need to try. All that's coming up. I'm Don't tweeting go up these photos right now. Okay. Drop the
2: subject,
0: the new Channel Q. All right. The Monday Munch Report continues, and we got a message on our Instagram at DTS Show. If you're not already following us, please do. And I don't remember this. I don't know if you do, Jarrett, but I have been challenged to drink a skim milk Doritos milkshake.
1: I, I vaguely remember something about this, but I don't know exactly what it was. Your phone's making noise or something there you go it's it's a it's a technology morning um
0: is yeah. mercury in retrograde
1: or it's in petrograde or i don't know what it's doing but um yeah i do remember you F talking the patriarchy i do i do remember something about doritos
0: okay so tony scout said this was commenting on the our photo with michael kilgore who was in with us a couple weeks ago or was that last week Yes. I don't know. Okay. Last uh, Monday, Tony Scout said, "I don't know when it was, but you guys were talking about the things that are more hydrating than water." But at your Alley Johnson said she will drink a skim milk slash Dorito shake, and I think she should do it for the show. And then somebody who has access to our account responded already. This was not me. Said, "You know what, Tony Scout, you're right. She should." It's uh, really about integrity, being a woman of her word, you know? We will make sure this commitment to you gets kept because you deserve it.
1: So <laughs> I don't is this know you? Who would possibly write that?
0: Was it you? Yeah, it was me. Damn you!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I was responding as dropped the subject. I re- I thought I was responding as, respond- as myself, but um, I do love that I had the cover of of that for at least a couple of days.
0: Hey, you know what? Um, I will do that, but only if I like I have to be able to play for the option not to drink it. Oh. So I would like to have some kind of yeah. I would like to turn it into some kind of a gambling opportunity or a game or something. I need to at least have the option to opt
1: out out Uh, if I win. Okay. Well, Tony Scout, um, we will be working on this. We will. Yeah.
0: All right. In other Monday Munch Report news, this is not good for you and I, Jarrett. It is good news in Emmy's column. Producer Emmy is not a fan of candy corn. We are. We are uh, adamantly supportive of it to the point where corn con is being planned there's a google document going around
1: we've reached out to the folks at corn the band um,
0: (laughs) we've reached out to the folks at (laughs) corn
1: we've reached out to their people um, we talked to the corn rep exactly
0: so candy corn has according to this now this is people.com and they are working off of a a survey that was done on candystore.com where they surveyed 40,000 people about what candies they like and don't like. And in 2019, this is blasphemous news, but Candy Corn has been named the least favorite Halloween candy.
1: I just don't understand why people hate themselves. You've got to hate yourself to not like
0: it. Ab- Emmy, stop it. You stop training that studio Emmy. audience.
1: <laughs>
0: Circus Peanuts was number two. Circus Peanuts Circus are awful. Peanuts.
1: Circus Peanuts are Trash.
0: That is not even a Halloween candy.
1: They are utter trash. If ever I go trick or treating and someone's giving out circus peanuts, you should throw them right back at them. I agree. How dare you?
0: Other things on the list were Necco wafers, Tootsie rolls. Wait,
1: Necco wafers are those the wafers with like the caramel between them? No, those are like the little chalky. They look like tums. Oh, there, you should get those thrown back at you, too. See?
0: Yeah. Those are horrible. And thing. wax Coke
1: bottles. I,
0: I they, Those are even worse.
1: I don't want anyone giving out candy corn as trick-or-treat, like candy, because that's not good. Like, I want something in a package that's wrapped that I can, you know, do something with. But, like, candy corn is amazing. It's delicious. It is something that Jesus left for us on his way back up. I agree. Like, I just don't understand why people don't like it.
0: I don't either. Like, I really... And I understand the whole cilantro soap thing. I'm like, all right, you know what? Some people, cilantro tastes like soap. I get it.
1: Oh, that's, is that what
0: it is? Yeah, there are some people who love it and some people who hate it, and it's a genetic thing. I but I cannot get behind the candy corn hate. And I, I know it's a, a polarizing...
1: Genetic, there's a genetic thing in your 23 and me that will say if you... If you if you'll respond to cilantro that yeah. way, nothing about candy corn. There's
0: nothing about candy corn. Okay, so get off your high candy horn horse. Okay,
1: and candy enjoy horn horse. Candy
0: candy <laughs> horn horse. <laughs> I'm upset, and I'm not thinking clearly. It's okay,
1: Allie. You're in a safe space.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. All right, still lots to get to on the show today. You know, it's National Coming Out Week. On Friday, it is National Coming Out Day, and it is the one-year anniversary of Channel Q. So to celebrate, we will be sharing our own coming out stories, and I believe we're going to try and get some other hosts from Channel Q, yeah. to tell us their coming out stories throughout the week. So we're going to kick things off with you, Jarrett. Yes. Uh, next hour, I believe. We'll be doing mm, that after News It or Lose It. Yes, after News It or Lose It. Uh, so we look forward to that. I can't wait to hear it. I've never heard it before. Yeah. And, uh, and then we will also be closing out this hour with... Something that has people up in arms. A lot of people are up in arms these days for mm-hmm. Halloween. Every time Halloween comes around, I mean, you see a sexy beyond meat girl and everyone's like, why does every costume need to be sexualized? And then another sexy one.
1: Sexy beyond meat girl. Oh, like, that's what just, is she covered in vegetables?
0: That's, no, no. She's got a little she's in a, like basically a burger costume. Um, but then the little hat says plant based.
1: Oh, God.
0: But it's definitely like a tube top.
1: So, this dress really lazy. <laughs> just like.
0: yeah, just make anything sexy, really. Right. Uh, there's also sexy college admission scandal, wife. <laughs> there's also sexy uh, wait, area. Is, wait, wait, wait.
1: What does that costume include?
0: Uh, let's see. It has do to do. Let me get to the image here. Skip ahead. I'm trying to think like
1: you, you've got to be like some rich, wealthy mom. Who's a liar.
0: It's just like a prison. It's like a sexy Kim Kardashian looking prison outfit with a crop top. And then it says mom of the year, but that's crossed out. And then underneath it says inmate.
1: Yeah, this is, these are lazy. I want, like, if you're going to, like, I'm I'm thinking about your homeless home button thing. <laughs> like, I want someone to really commit.
0: Okay, even if it's to a bad idea?
1: Yeah, like, commit <laughs> to it. Like, you're you're the college cheating scandal. Like, you need to have SAT scores in your back pocket or something. Yeah,
0: and you need to pick a wife. Yeah. Pick, pick Felicity Hoffman or, or Lori Laughlin. Yeah, or Lori or, Loughlin or So you got to pick a character there. Yeah. Uh, well, people are not just upset about Halloween costumes right now. They are upset about the n- names of some of these, like, haunted hayride things. Not specifically the Haunted Hayride, but some of the uh, uh, Halloween-themed events that are happening. There is one in Oklahoma in particular that has people very upset because it has a name that they feel is offensive. Let's take a listen. The event's been held here along these trails for the past six years. Now, it's normally called the Trail of Fears. But after several calls, the city manager says they're changing the name. The- All right, so it's called the Trail of Fears. Which,
1: what could go wrong?
0: I mean, up until now, it apparently has not been an issue, but... Times well, are a changing. Yeah.
1: The new name? Trail of Horror. The
3: city saying the original
0: name wasn't meant to offend. When this event was named six years ago, fears is just a, a term aso- usually associated with Halloween, and so out of that uh, we got Trail of Fears.
3: But many say it did, citing the Trail of Tears and the mass devastation the forced relocation caused, something city leaders couldn't ignore.
0: We wanted it to be a, a fun event, a, a family event, and so we just felt it was appropriate just because of the complaints that we've got.
1: A decision many say has been a long time
0: coming. more 5 News. So there you go. Trail of Fears is no more. And when I read it, I was like, okay, I understand why people would be upset about that. Uh, Do you think that this is a name that was rightly changed?
1: Uh, I don't think they should have ever named this thing Trail of Fears to begin with. (laughs) Like, Just for people to understand, the Trail of Tears was the forced relocation of Native Americans uh, here in the United States from their ancestral homelands in the southeastern United States to areas west of the Mississippi. And, like, it was a, a really horrific thing. And so, like, the idea of, like, making a joke out of it, it's like... What it's just it's really insensitive and like takes no consideration for like what that means to people and what that represented like to a whole, you know, group of folks.
0: Well, yeah, I would imagine that this started with a PTA meeting or some kind of a, a, oh, let's let's figure out some kind of a fun Halloween themed family thing. Uh, What would we call it? And then some person decided, oh, you know what? What would be a punny name? And creating a funny pun of the Trail of Fears, that would be some kind of a Halloween thing. And then everyone's like, yeah, great. I mean, when someone comes up with a pun, you're like, oh, and that can kind of drive the decision making when it should not.
1: This, uh, th- whenever things like this come out, I can always imagine what the room of people look like. Like, there's just no <laughs> diversity. There's no, like.
0: No, I think everyone in that room says event.
1: It has what?
0: That guy saying event. Oh. <laughs> like, everyone in that room was calling it an event.
1: You're awful. I just I'm thinking like there this is a room where like there's no other perspective to be able to bounce back and say like "Mm, some people might actually feel uncomfortable with this or some people might feel offended or feel uh, like you're belittling or you're trivializing this this you know horrific event that happened in American history
0: and then six years later when it finally makes headlines people start realizing wait a minute it's been called that for how long exactly let's change that yeah Uh, all right news that or lose it is on deck I've got five headlines. And Jarrett will have five votes. He'll decide what we talk about at the top of the next hour. So don't go anywhere. News It or Lose It is coming up.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
1: Welcome back to Draft the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. It is time for, um, you know, one of the things that we look forward to here every day. Absolutely. Democracy. It's uh, a daily...
0: <laughs> democracy. Yeah. <laughs> the chance to make choices that we couldn't otherwise make in America.
1: Exactly. Allie. you've got five headlines. I've got five votes. And then the listeners will get however many stories we knew. So let's do it.
0: All right. Headline number one. Don't fall asleep in your Uber. Take it from this guy who woke up 400 miles from his house surrounded by sheep. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Is this a horror story?
0: (laughs) Hey, could be a millennial horror story. Oh, my God. Millennial Tales from the Crypt. You know, it's something we're going to start doing a little more on the show. Headline number two. Why was Ellen DeGeneres sitting with George W. Bush at a Cowboys game?
1: Mm, I don't mind it. Uh, But it's still probably interesting.
0: Okay. Probably. We'll see. Headline number three. A brief overview of how gross your washing machine is.
1: Oh, hell no, lose it. <laughs> you never
0: want to hear that. You don't want to
1: know that. I do. Give me the ignorance.
0: All right, headline number four. Welcome to the newest Batwoman cast member,
1: Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I lost my breath there. What?
0: I know. Headline number five. The internet's made up word of the day, orthorexia.
1: I hate you. <laughs> Uh, orthorexia. That's something to do with orthodont. Sure, okay.
0: <laughs> it's depriving yourself of teeth. I know, right? All right, so we're going to be newsing. Don't fall asleep in an Uber taken from this guy who woke up 400 miles away from his house surrounded by sheep. Why was Ellen DeGeneres sitting with George W. Bush at a Cowboys game? The newest Batwoman cast member, Rachel Maddow, and the internet's made up word of the day, orthorexia. All that is on deck, so do not go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
2: The new Channel Cube. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: It is time for News It or Lose It. That's beautiful. I don't know what just happened there.
2: <laughs> it's the
1: subject presents News <laughs> e. like, It or Lose eating. It. It is time. It is time. <laughs> Zimbabwe. I I was in the middle of emailing, and then the music just stopped, and I was like, I think that means we're on the radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, save draft, Jarrett. We're on. All right. Let's start off with this guy who got into the back of an Uber. I believe this happened on Friday night. And then on Saturday morning, he woke up somewhere that he did not recognize. And I, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, where you've fallen asleep. I know you said you've fallen asleep in an Uber, but it wasn't a drunken thing. It was just taking a, a little it was baby just tired. snooze. Yeah. yeah, like
1: I mean, sometimes the car is a great place to like fall asleep in the back seat when it's kind of rocking. you. I
0: mean, you and babies would agree.
1: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Me and every baby ever. Every
0: baby ever loves that right. So this this happened in Scotland over the weekend. This clubber, he was partying out with friends and whatnot, and then he got into an Uber, and he lives in Leith, or he was partying in Leith, mm-hmm. and he lived just a couple of miles away. It would have been a 15-minute journey. As soon as he got into the Uber, he promptly passed out, and then he woke up the next day... Like hearing the sounds of sheep kicking around in the countryside because he had been brought to the town of Kirkundenbright in Dumfries near Galway. Oh, good old Dumfries. Good old Dumfries and -and Kirkundenbright, which actually sounds like a town that you would mistype into an Uber. Yeah. Like that you would just be like, (laughs) you know, and screw up your address. And they'd be like, all right, Kirkundenbright. We'll I'm find out like, how to get
1: there. There's so many questions here. Okay, go on before I start. He
0: says, "I woke up still drunk, and when I saw sheep kicking about the countryside, I thought the guy had taken me to Musselburg, which is another town close <laughs> close by. That
1: sounds a lot more Channel Q. It,
0: d- it certainly does. Musselburg would mm-hmm. be a great town for for our uh, community."
1: Community definitely want to have your apps open then
0: (laughs) definitely Uh, once he realized where he was he used snapchat to start reaching out to his friends and say please Uh, see my location on Snapchat and tell me where the hell I am because I don't know where I am I can't understand what's going on his phone battery was also dying and he faced a frantic search to find a way to get home which was uh, not helped by any of his friends I don't actually know how he got home because it's not included in the article but it was a three hour journey that cost him
1: $400 I cannot even understand like how far away did it say he was from home he was 15 minutes away from home Oh. And then he,
0: yeah, he was on a three hour journey home or to, or to the countryside of the place he didn't know.
1: I don't understand. Like, I feel like waking up in the next day. And an uber
0: yeah i don't understand how it's the next day
1: mr or madam driver don't you think you maybe should have tapped me at some point yeah like what is wrong
0: i have had that as a driver i've someone's gotten into my car and promptly passed out this was before you even entered where you were going
1: yeah oh, and i've been
0: like uh hello like you have to literally shake them awake
2: or be like get out of my car i don't know what to do with you drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q
1: I have got to say, Allie just showed me the teaser promo for the new the Little Mermaid Live. Not the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out, but yeah, Little Mermaid Live is happening on TV. Yikes.
0: It is a woof. <laughs> Well,
1: for some gays, wolf is a good thing. So, to be
0: clear. Meow. Oh, no, wait. That's too good for lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) It is the had. We will tweet it out so that you can uh, join in the horrific viewing experience. That looks awful. It looks terrible. Okay. Okay. Allie, you've
1: got two lesbian stories coming up because you're a lesbian.
0: Yes, that's a great reason.
1: It's Lesbian Visibility Day here on Drop Subject.
0: You know, Google does give me that for you section. Mm. Mm-hmm a lot okay. of times it gives fair. me inspiration but I thought you'd like this one because it have to, has to do with Rachel Maddow so Batwoman just premiered on CW even though Ruby Rose just had a emergency surgery after almost getting paralyzed uh, the show continues somehow and they have added a cast member and it's Rachel Maddow but the, the catch here is that she's actually not going to appear on screen I'm not exactly sure how the, that works but she's going to be playing the TV personality Vesper Fairchild uh, she's a character that has been called from the comics She's said to have had an affair with Batman's alter ego Bruce Wayne
1: oh so, so she she's, has like a real character yeah character. so
0: she's not playing a, a lesbian and she is playing a real character that has been developed from the comics they say we consider Vesper Fairchild to be Sardo- the sardonic voice of Gotham so they thought that she'd be perfect for it. In addition to Rachel's interest in Batwoman, we thought she would be perfect casting because she has her own hard-hitting journalism, wildly contrasting Vesper's penchant for snark, gossip, and criticism of female superheroes. So she um, will be joining the cast. How
1: interesting is that? Yeah. I was just thinking, like, oh, they're going to have a clip from Rachel Maddow on the show, in right. the movie or Which something. Which happens.
0: I've seen yeah, that, that in other movies. Yeah. But,
1: wow, but okay. she's actually
0: going to be a character. I'm, oh. I'm down for anything that Rachel Maddow is going to be bringing to the screen.
1: I'm excited about this. Okay, I might go see this movie now.
0: It's a show. See, C- It's the CW, Bat Batwoman. Oh, she's
1: going to be recurring on a show.
0: Yes. She's I gonna thought be this in- was a movie. No, the the Batwoman with Ruby Rose? That's a show.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know what these people are. C- come on. I just, I don't know what Ruby Rose is.
0: So superheroes and lesbianism aren't on your hot keys? Uh, not really. All right. No.
1: <laughs> Um, that's exciting, though. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, let's
0: move on to something you're equally interested in, Ellen DeGeneres and sports.
1: I, well, I'm fascinated that she's sitting with George W. Bush, who is the Republican we hated but now miss with all our hearts.
0: <laughs> you really miss him, don't you? I
1: just I would pay cash every day.
0: Wow. Uh, well, there was a game between the back. Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers this weekend. It was yesterday. And in the VIP box, this picture was tweeted out and it went viral because it's Ella DeGeneres and George W. Bush sitting next to each other in one of the VIP boxes. And it turns out that this was not Purposeful. Uh, I guess that they each had their own tickets, and it just happened that they were sitting in the same VIP suite. So George W. Bush is sitting next to Laura Bush, and uh, Ellen DeGeneres is sitting next to her wife Portia. And but people saw this, and they got really upset. Oh my god! Uh, This is from the Humanist Report. They tweeted out: Bush is a homophobe and a mass murderer, and Ellen is a is billionaire trash. Yay. Hey, at the Ellen Show, how does it feel to watch a game with a mass murdering genocide war criminal? I just feel like people,
1: you guys, she was sitting next to him. She wasn't like signing on to be the executive director of his foundation. Like. Calm down. Yeah,
0: and you don't know who you're going to sit next to. I mean, at the you should just be happy you're in a VIP box listen, at that point. Listen,
1: let's be real about it.
0: Those real, those actual seats, those are hot. They're small. I'm usually sitting next to like a 400 pound guy who's f- sweating all over me. I There's mean, George W. Bush is a walk in the park.
1: Literally, being in a box in a VIP at an at an arena or stadium is the best place you can possibly be.
0: <laughs> and what I find most interesting about this vote fo- about this photo is that Ellen DeGeneres is holding the brand new iPhone 11 of course she is and I was like yeah I don't even think those are out yet right she's I, got them no they're out oh so people can I was just, just watching something else already? and
1: someone had uh, Trevor Noah he's like and in, in some photo and he's holding one and I was like okay of
0: course yeah, yeah. all of you get it delivered to your house immediately yeah all right let's talk about the internet's fake word of the day ortho, orthorexia it's not made up, it's real. This is from NPR and it's it's a new term that is used to describe people who are obsessive about clean eating. Of course, if you meet some people you're like, mm, "Are you like do you have an eating disorder?" and it's like, "No, I'm just very like clean eating mm-hmm. and I'm like gluten-free and raw and I'm dairy-free and like I'm Courtney vegan Kardashian and this yeah. and that." And you're like, "Are you so many things to the point where you s- sort of have an eating disorder?" And that's what orthorexia is it's the obsession with clean eating to the point where it's detrimental to your health wow. mentally and physically
1: that's interesting i i i get that i feel like we know especially like living in big cities like new york um those play, we tend to have like a lot of people who are like hyper focused on it. I always feel it when I have a dinner party, because I will have a dinner party and everyone will have different food restrictions, and I'm like, listen, you can bring your own damn food. Just come and eat. Yeah, like, just come in and be here. You're gonna have to
0: bring your own food if you have that many dietary restrictions.
1: Absolutely, it's kind of annoying.
0: So uh, it says that the, the one person was just giving their personal account of this and said, yeah, you know, I I was overweight and then I started clean eating and then I lost over 100 pounds and then eventually I became afraid to eat certain foods. And she worked at home to avoid office parties where she'd have to eat in front of other people, didn't go out, didn't make friends because she didn't want to have to explain her diet. I think Emmy is dying.
1: Emmy Emmy choked on on some coffee.
0: Are you choking on homophobic almonds? Because that happened to me last week. It's spreading. (laughs) So anyway, this is something that is becoming a bit of an epidemic. And I think that people use clean eating as an excuse for something that could actually be unhealthy.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know plenty of people who are always on or off of a different diet and I mean I'm, I feel like I'm always on and off of a different diet um, so the idea that there's there's like an actual name for this it actually makes a lot of sense yeah,
0: yeah. I mean because sometimes there is that gray area there Where or you're... I guess sometimes it's a green area but still
1: <laughs> well played well played <laughs> was it uh, coming up next <laughs> we're gonna blow the whistle don't go anywhere
2: drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel Q drop the subject the new channel Q so
1: since we've met Donald Trump as a presidential candidate in June of 2015, there's always been a question about his taxes, his money. Um, people have called him a con man and a liar for longer than he's been a presidential candidate or a politician. But it's been interesting because there's always been this question about his taxes. And he's always said that he would release his taxes. I'd be happy to release my taxes. I can't wait to release my taxes. But I I'm under wait. audit. Yeah, I'm under audit. I, You know, I he always made it seem like he he was just like, you know, more than happy to release his taxes. Uh, and so a few states now have uh, done a couple of have taken a few different measures that would seem to force his hand on his taxes. California um, implemented a law saying like you can't be on uh, the All California the ballot, primary right. ballot if you don't have uh, your tax returns. And he they've been fighting that. And that's been kind of stopped in California. In New York, there's a, a request for Trump's taxes uh, via law as well, which has been kind of held up. And a, and a uh, judge just said that they cannot use that as uh, they were trying to use executive privilege, basically saying that they can't investigate into the president. The judge came back and said, uh, no, that's not how that works. No. Uh-uh. Um, so they're appealing it now. So they're going to be in court with this for a long time. I think it's important to remind people um, Donald Trump has always had this this mystery around his money. Um, and The New York Times did this really you know big blowout report about where his money comes from and how he always tells a story that he you know became rich off of the one million dollar loan that his dad gave him it turns out that that's more like probably 60 million dollars over the course of multiple different loans um that a lot of his money came from his dad and that he's you know had a really terrible financial history And, and
0: i remember when he was running a lot i remember talking to my dad about this i think and he and we were just discussing that he doesn't have as much money as he says he
1: does. Yeah, he it's claims like, to be a, I'm billionaire. a billionaire.
0: Blah blah blah. And it's like, but if you think about, most of it is tied up in
1: his properties and stuff and-
0: like that. I mean, like if you liquidated all of that, he might have a billion. Dollars. Like he might be a billionaire, but with his. Actual finances, yeah. you don't know.
1: Well, so um, there's a, a great video on CNN, and I'll tr- I'll tweet out the link to it because it comes up when when this tax question comes out. Um, talking about the reasons that Donald Trump wants to like shield his taxes, and you know, a lot of it has to do with where his money comes from. A lot of it, you know, could answer a lot of questions about his foreign dealings and you know what kind of relationships he might have with Russia or other or other countries. So um, this is one to keep watching. I'll also remind you that. There are now there's multiple whistleblowers, right, uh, which we're going to talk about in a moment. <laughs> um, but one of the whistleblowers is regarding his taxes. Um, oh, real
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That was exactly. the first exactly that
1: was the first one where someone within the government has said, "I love this song so much." Uh, uh, that said, like there's a there have been political dealings trying to either alter or or hide or shield his taxes. So um, this whole storm is just is really growing and growing and growing
0: you know it definitely is and when I saw over the weekend I think you uh, texted us in a group letting us know about the second whistleblower and and then I read that the lawyer was the one who was like, yes, I'm representing another whistleblower in this in yeah. this whole Ukraine dealing. And I was like, man, there's a specific lawyer just well, for the whistleblowers? Well, this guy must this, be having the time of his life right now. They went right to now. the
1: same lawyer that the first whistleblower used Got it. Okay. so because they're, they're very familiar with the case. And so um, the interesting thing with that has been that the language he said was multiple whistleblowers, which makes some people question the word multiple meaning more than two and, um, because right I now we have think don't know that's more than two well right so they've, they've been kind of asking like what do you mean by multiple I think it's also important the second whistleblower that um, we found out about this weekend that they kind of hinted at in the last week uh, has not formed a formal whistleblower complaint but they are you know corroborating a lot of the things in the first whistleblower complaint and there may be a second one to come
0: yeah but I heard that they he doesn't even need to
1: they don't have to necessarily um, because we there's already so much out there just corroborating something exactly. that's already out there but and- this person might also be able to testify in front of Congress. And
0: this person, at least from what I read, has first-hand account. Exactly. Because that's that was the other thing that we were talking to Trump supporter Dave about, is he was like, this is all based on hearsay or things that the whistleblower heard or saw secondhand. and this person, even if that was true, this person does have first-hand
1: which, when I, and I said this on the show on Friday, um, everyone in, on the other side talks about this being hearsay, second or third hand accounts, but it's like, yes, but all of the things have been proven out to be true oh, no. yeah. by documents that come from the White House. No, but so, I'm saying yeah.
0: if there were people that were doubting based sure. on those reasons, this is this, a first hand account coming exactly. forward,
1: which is important. From uh, th- This whistleblower has to be in a very small group of people, right? Like this person that w- would b- would have been on the call, you know, they estimate that The types of people, the number of people that would be on a call like that, are anywhere between like half a dozen and twenty. So it's it's not like you know hundreds of different people that could be like the initial whistleblower. This person is someone that's probably pretty high up or pretty close.
0: Okay, so the guess who.
1: Then okay. is a lot smaller. Right.
0: So there yeah. wouldn't be a lot of people on that pop up. Exactly. I see. I got oh, it. Oh,
1: guess who? What a fun game.
0: That is so fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Throwback. OK. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about something because I read over the weekend that this former Trump employee, they were a part of the uh, former part of the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. She says, "I let's see, her name is Barbara Rez a former Trump organization vice president, she thinks that he is going to resign. She has this, this this theory that he will resign rather than face possible removal from office by impeachment because he does a lot of things to save face and it would be really bad for him publicly to be impeached. So before he's found guilty, he would resign, which kind of makes
1: sense. I think if it looked like it was going to happen that way, if it looked like the Senate was actually going to convict him, um, I think it would definitely be something he'd consider. I'll remind you, like that's what happened with Richard Nixon, right? Before he was like formally impeached, he resigned. Um, When the impeachment inquiry was growing against him, was beginning, I believe. um, And like really, you know, going a different direction um, and uh, that's when he resigned I think Donald Trump has so much pride and no shame um, that if he could make this look like something where he won he would if he were to resign he'd go out and say like you know this
0: is because everyone keeps I'm attacking this, me and I'm exactly. doing this for the American people. I'm doing this
1: for the people for his people for my base and all that so I think it's possible but I think we're still a long way away from away that. from that yeah, huh. yeah.
2: just interesting theory
1: absolutely we got more coming up.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: <laughs> Cut to producer Emmy. One minute. I mean, 10 seconds.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: like, okay, that's cool.
1: Um, uh, okay, so this is actually kind of fun. Um, I don't know if we should say where we got this test.
0: I mean, it's public knowledge. Yeah. You can find this all
1: on the internet machine. On the
0: internet, yeah. Harvard.edu does so, these tests.
1: Yeah, so Ginger Justin said that his fiance had started a new job and that she had to take this sexual orientation bias quiz, and we were like, say more.
0: I know, we were like, give it to us <laughs> exactly. immediately.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna go through the quiz. We teased about this in our promo that you guys have been hearing all weekend. So
0: Well see, I'm wondering if Justin's fiance had to take all of these because I'm on the main page here and this is uh, it's called Project Implicit, so you can select one of many different IAT exams, and it's supposed to kind of get a better idea of your personality and how you feel about certain biases, but there's not just a sexuality one, there's a disability one, there's a religion, Arab Muslim, age, weapons, weight, native, of, presidents,
1: bias in here.
0: skin tone, okay. there's specifically Asian, and then there's a general ra- race one. So okay. we, I'm just going to click on the sexuality IAT. Right. And we can kind of go through some of these. Let's see. You've what uh,
1: What is IAT?
0: I don't know. So implicit, like, I'm, uh, implicit. I'm thinking
1: something training. Something training? Or, we'll figure it out. Oh. Okay.
0: Okay. You will use the E and I computer keys to categorize items into groups as fast as you can. These are the four groups and the items that belong to each. Okay, uh, this is really confusing. I'm just going to continue through this without reading any of the... Uh, nice.
1: All right, Implicit Here we go. association test is what it is.
0: Implicit association test. Okay, yes. please rate how warm or cold you feel towards the following group. Uh, gay and lesbian women... Ten, extremely warm. Nine, very warm. Eight, moderately warm, somewhat warm, slightly warm, all the way down to zero, which is extremely
1: cold. Cold. I would say s- it's uh, six or seven. I would say
0: <laughs> six seven. or seven? Yeah, I um, don't just like walk me? up to lesbians.
1: No, not you. It's not Allie Johnson. It's about lesbians in general.
0: So you feel a six slightly warm towards the general. No, lesbians I would say general. seven.
1: <laughs> like... Slightly warm doesn't feel right. What does seven say? <laughs> no! it's not. What is seven? Seven is somewhat warm. Oh, that's... An eight is what?
0: (laughs) That's too much for you?
1: No, no, no. That doesn't feel right either. What is eight?
0: Moderately warm. I'll say eight. (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: I'm just thinking, like, if I'm walking down the street and, like, how open do I feel to just, like, walking up and having a conversation? Okay. Yeah. Please... I would say eight.
0: Okay. This is very eye-opening for me. Please rate how warm or cold you feel towards straight women. 10 being extremely warm and 0 being extremely cold.
1: I would still say 8.
0: Okay, so you're moderately warm on straight women. Okay, moving on. What about straight men? Extremely warm or extremely cold? 7. Oh, you're going 1. So you're somewhat warm towards I'm always men. skeptical with straight guys. <laughs> so it knocks them down just yeah. one number. Let's see. I always
1: tell my, my female friends when I meet their boyfriends how they deal with me uh, is always an indicator to me about how I feel with them. Like, uh, like if they are comfortable around gay men, to me it says there's a comfortability in oneself um, that I can rock with. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: That makes sense. And I think that, that that's not the same for me. Yeah. Like, if I relate to a straight guy, I'm not like, oh, yeah, he's cool with gay people. I'm like, he's cool with me because I'm a woman or because I'm relatable somehow. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean he's cool with gay people. Gotcha. Okay. What about how warm or cold you feel toward gay men
1: um depends on where i'm at him, I extremely
0: guess. warm 10 you're not extremely warm towards gay men Mm-mm. who are you extremely warm towards my
1: mom <laughs> and that depends on the day okay uh, i would say very warm i would say eight yeah so you're going same for gay men as gay women to be clear, I'm saying I'm warm to these people. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not extremely warm to, to anybody. anybody. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe a child, but like.
0: Do you consider yourself to be heterosexual, lesbian, or gay, bisexual, queer, or other?
1: Um, I would say gay, but I've been dabbling in the idea of identifying as queer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So should I put other for now?
1: Just put gay. It's fine.
0: Okay, I'll put gay. It's fine. <laughs> Have you ever met a, g- a
1: gay it's fine option?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gay, it's fine. Have you ever met a gay person, yes or no?
1: I have, okay, actually, great. once.
0: Did you have a friendly interaction with that gay person?
1: <laughs> I've had some very friendly interactions <laughs> with a, gay, a couple of gay people. <laughs> Do you um, have a
0: family member who's gay? A friend who's gay? There's many more.
1: Friend, family member. Okay, we, we're going to jump back into this uh, right after this quick break.
2: Yeah. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel cue. Drop the subject, the new Channel Q.
1: Allie is in the middle of finding out if I'm homophobic. (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: This is a quiz about sexuality bias. Okay, it's very different. It's not necessarily being homophobic, but I do find it ironic that this quiz or this questionnaire was being given to Justin's fiance after she was hired.
1: Yeah, I like definitely feel like something you should probably hired. ask these questions earlier. Like,
0: what happens at the end of this questionnaire? And they're like, congrats, you're a homophobe. And like, you're like, I'm sorry, what? And then you're like, anyway, you get six personal days off. I believe exactly. she said it
1: was voluntary, by the way. Oh, so oh. she took this
0: voluntarily. Yes.
1: Because well, she's a big homophobe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh,
0: you know what? I'm a homophobe. I should take this. <laughs> exactly. so, but Also, I don't think that homophobes would opt to take this.
1: Well, right. If it's the fact that it's voluntary does kind of make it feel a little different. Like no one. Like no,
0: inclusive people want to take these tests. Well, I
1: mean, because no one considers themselves racist or homophobic right. or whatever. Like I always remind people like. Yeah, people that own slaves thought they were not racist, yeah. right? Yeah, you know? they're like, so I'm like, giving them a job. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, you have to remind people, like, people don't see themselves as some kind of an ism. So, okay. Yeah.
0: So, picking up from where we left off, Jarrett, you've said that you have had friendly interactions with gay people in the past. You've met a gay person. You feel somewhat warm towards lesbian women and gay men, and you feel a little less warm towards straight men.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: So... Do you have a family member who is gay yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do you have a friend who is gay yes or no? Yes. Okay. Submitting those questions. Do you think homosexual relations between consenting adults should or should not be legal?
1: Um, I would say should. Okay, there's just also for no my opinion. Own
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> should be legal. Moving on.
1: Oh, Justin and this music
0: should be legal. Justin, okay,
1: you guys can't see this, but I didn't have headphones on, and Justin goes, "Put
0: on your headphones." Yeah.
1: and I'm like, "What is it?" And Listen he knows to the scary music. Exactly, Justin knows this makes my anxiety go through the roof.
0: Okay, I we're on page. All right, we're almost through this thing. Okay, which of the following statements best reflects your belief? Transgender people should use the bathroom slash locker rooms of the sex they were assigned at birth.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Or transgender people should use the bathroom slash locker rooms of their preferred gender identity
1: um, Preferred gender identity I'm
0: glad there's a question about the trans community in Absolutely, here Absolutely, yeah Because it's like, okay, this is just about being around a gay person Yeah <laughs> Up until now
1: Preferred identity is interesting language, but okay
0: Yeah, their preferred gender identity That's
1: an interesting way to word yeah. that, but okay
0: L- We're looking at you, Harvard Exactly Do you think it should be legal for same-sex partners to adopt a child? Yes Should be legal. Okay, submit. And then finally, the last question. Do you think marriages between same-sex partners should or should not be recognized by the law as valid with the same rights as traditional marriages?
1: Yes, they definitely
0: should. should. be valid. All right, I'm submitting. Uh, Oh, wow. There's demographics now. Okay. Yeah, this is going to take too long. (laughs) (laughs) These are demographics. What sex were you assigned at birth on your original birth certificate? Male. Right. What is your current gender identity? Male. Male. Uh, let's see. What is your birth month? April. Okay. What is your birth year? Eighty five. Okay. This is gonna take a long time. There are a lot more Three pages. Three
1: hours later.
0: Oh lord! I really wanted to get to the end of this because I wanted to know like what if I don't I'm know Golden Girls character I am or something. <laughs> what kind of what garlic
1: if, bread I am? <laughs> what,
0: kind of, what if Harvard at the end of all this was like, and you are extra garlic and butter? Exactly. Bread from
1: your trash. <laughs>
0: But it's interesting to see how many different uh, categories there are here. You know, I wonder how many uh, jobs actually send these to their employees, because I've worked at a few places I've never seen this before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that companies are doing these kinds of things to kind of at least make people ask themselves these kind of questions, um, because I think it's an important thing that people are able to at least even have to answer these questions for themselves, even if it doesn't go somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I... Cannot wait for what's going to happen in a few minutes because as many of you know, Friday is National Coming Out Day. It is the day that we launched the new Channel Q. It was the day we launched. It was a year ago on October 11th. And to celebrate, we are sharing our coming out stories. I know that we have teased ter- telling our coming out stories for some time. So we will finally get to it. But we are going to start with Jarrett. Jarrett is going to tell us his coming out story next. And we're, I think later in the week, we're going to try and get some of the other hosts on Channel Q to tell some of their coming out stories. And I will also obviously tell mine as well. So don't go anywhere because Jarrett's... First hand account of his own coming out story comes after yeah. another sexuality IAT quit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'll be right back
2: after this. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new
0: Channel Q. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get out your tissues. Get ready. Uh, We have spent the last 30 minutes figuring out how Jarrett feels about gay people, and now we're about to hear how he became gay himself. (laughs) This is part of- Well, that
1: happened somewhere in the womb. I wasn't there. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't at least conscious. That's true.
0: That's true. Uh, But- i'm excited because we are going to be telling our coming out stories this week we're going to start we're going to start off with a bang by hearing yours Jarrett. i believe we're going to try and get some people from channel q to tell us theirs live on the air this week and i will tell mine as well so Jarrett, without further ado what is your coming out story
1: um. <laughs> oh, just like that, huh? Well, tell uh, yeah. the story. No, so uh, I published my coming out story in 2012 uh, called Coming Into Coming Out, and I'll tweet out the link to that later on um, after, after the story. But um, uh, just a little bit of background for me, I grew up in a super Christian family. I went to my uncle's church as a little boy and um, had always been in church my entire life. And up until really until like the last year where I've... I've really kind of separated myself. I've separated myself from church multiple times throughout my adulthood. Um, And so when I was a kid, I remember liking a boy when I was six, but not knowing what it was. I remember thinking... You know, Craig Hurst was pretty and I wanted to be his friend. As an adult, we would call that attraction. As a kid, I didn't know what it was. But also knew that there weren't other boys saying things like I was thinking. Right. So I somehow at six years old knew not to say that. And so. is that funny how yeah, you
0: somehow know that because this is other not people the thing aren't doing it, that it's wrong? Right.
1: So. I I kind of just sat with that for a long time, um, and not until I was about maybe thirteen or fourteen, watching the Oprah show, uh, Greg Louganis was on, and they were he was HIV positive. He was gay and HIV HIV positive. And
0: okay, so the coming out story doesn't start when you're watching Oprah.
1: No, but it was the, when I realized, oh, that's what this is. I didn't even have language for it, but then I held it for another five, six years until I was 19. And I remember um, being at Thanksgiving and it was like the last Thanksgiving before I had moved away for college because I went to um, junior college in the Bay Area. And I was at Thanksgiving with my family and I just felt like I was like avoiding so much in conversation And by the end of the night, I got home and I got in my bed and I pulled out a notebook and I just started writing and I didn't even really know what I was writing so much as like it started with dear mom and like it was a letter to my mom
0: well and you could possibly have been writing that not even knowing if you were going to give it to anybody right you just wanted to exactly. get things out yeah but, and were you dating at this point and not telling anybody or were you um, just I going inside and it was only
2: kept
1: I inside? liked a guy but I wasn't like in a relationship Okay. So I started writing this letter and like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you like how it came together because four pages letter, later, I had written like this whole letter and I would, it was kind of like out of body. Like I wasn't writing it cause I'd never even said these words out loud, but I was writing them mm. and to see like the words I am gay on a piece of paper was Ugh, like startling scary. and scary. Yeah. Um, And so I I remember like crying right in this letter and just trying to figure out what to say. And I remember in the letter saying something to the effect of, you know, whether I told you or not, whether I came out or kept it to myself, whether I, you know, found a woman and got married and had kids, like, the truth would always be that I'm gay. Right. And...
0: uh, No matter what, yeah.
1: You know, like, the truth is the truth no matter what we do with it. And so I wrote this letter And I was living with my dad at the time and my mom lived across town. And so I kind of like gathered myself and I said I was going to go put it into my mom's mailbox.
0: So what what inspired you to write Dear Mom instead of Dear Dad?
1: Um, My mom, I felt like I needed to come out to her. My, My dad and I were kind of in a tumultuous moment at the moment. Got it. Um, my dad wouldn't, I wouldn't come out to my dad until about a year later and that was in an angry email. Different conversation. <laughs> so, All right, uh, so
0: writing letters is better than writing angry emails. Yes. That's what we're learning well, and so like, far.
1: I've, for me, like I've written letters when I'm having a really difficult time saying something or when I want to make sure that I'm clear about what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it'll help to, un- uh, to clarify your own thoughts and your own intentions towards something or someone yeah. to write it out.
1: Completely uninterrupted and unfiltered and like it's exactly what you want and all that kind of stuff. So, I uh, got in the car. I drove over to my mom's house, and literally as I'm pulling up and parking, she's pulling into the driveway and parking. Oh no! With my whole family, with like my oh, stepdad no. and my brother and my sister, and I was like, "So this isn't gonna happen right now." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so I just put the glove, the letter in my glove compartment, and. Got out and was like, hey guys, it's Thanksgiving, you know. So oh. I was like, I just came over, and so you didn't like
0: go get that that disguise with the glasses and the mustache and the big nose, and just
1: hide in the <laughs> and hide in the bushes somewhere, right? So what are you um, doing in here? So I uh, just went into their house and you know kind of hung out there for a little while. Fast forward to um, the next spring, and I've I've moved from living with my mo- my dad to living with my mom, and I'm in the house with her. And I remember being in a dance studio at a gym with a friend of mine named David who was a dancer at the time and he was choreographing a piece to a song um called here's where I stand from the movie camp and uh this is it and I'd never heard this song before but I was watching him dance around and all of the words like I feel like I'm not really good at hearing the lyrics to a song But I heard every word of this song.
0: Well, that's what's so beautiful about dance is that it can really bring out the lyrics and the music itself.
1: Well, this song, she says, "Um, I have so much to say and I'm hoping that your arms are open. Don't turn away. I want you near me, but you have to hear me. Here's who I stand. Here's who I am. Mm -hmm. And... I just heard every word of this song and like started to cry while he was dancing. And I remember thinking, like I have to do this. Yeah. I have to like finally do this. Um, and that is what began to help me to be able to come out. Um, so we're, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll tell you about how exactly it happened and how this song was a part of it.
0: And where the hell the letter is, because I want to read it.
1: I know, right? Um, all that's coming up. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere.
2: Any longer. drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q
1: so ahead of national coming out day we are going to be uh talking about various different coming out stories throughout the week but we're kicking off the week with mine and then ali you'll have yours tomorrow um and then some other channel q talent we'll be working on for later on this week so I uh, was just telling you my story growing up super Christian realizing that I was gay and then you know really Struggling to get this letter that I'd written to my mom to my mom after le- Letting it sit for a while and I told you that um, I started playing this song after hearing a friend of mine who's a dancer. He was uh choreographing a piece to a song called here's where I stand and so the hearing the words of the song really really stuck with me and I started playing it on repeat
0: oh yeah all day every day
1: and uh at the time I was a barista at Starbucks and I remember going to work one day and all day I could think of nothing else but coming out Hmm. and thinking like I can't go another day like without being able to be honest and open about this.
0: When the person asking for a no whip latte was like, I'm gay.
1: Like every single thing like made me think about coming out. Like I just couldn't hold it another day. And uh, by the time I went home that day, it was, I was like completely wrapped in like the idea that I had to do this. And I was playing the song and playing the song and I got the letter. And uh, that night when everyone went to bed, I put the letter on my mom's door like i put it up there with some tape and like went to bed Oof. and oh my god did you sleep i i immediately passed out because i was so emotionally drained from the day oh, got it and so the next morning my mom uh came into my room like to get something out of the room or whatever and her opening the door woke me up and then i heard, she was like oh sorry i'm just here for a second she went Back out of the room. "Mm, No, well, she went back into her room, and then I heard her door close. And when I heard her door close, it occurred to me like she she just got the letter.
0: Yeah,
1: and I went into full panic, (sighs) like horrified. Like I jump out of bed, I get into the shower, and like our the bathroom uh, shares a wall with her bathroom, and I could hear her in the bathroom. I will tell you, like up until this point. Well, even to this day, I've only seen my mom cry one time, and that was in the hospital when my grandfather passed away. But I could hear my mom on the other side of the wall crying. And I was like, I didn't know what to do with that. And I get into the shower, and like, I know that I've made my mom cry with this letter that I've given her. I've never seen my mom cry. Mm. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, what did I just do? 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 And I shower, and I'm like full panic and I get out of the shower um and like I'm nervous to come out of the bathroom because her bedroom door is right there and I'm like what happens when we see each other and I like rush into my room I get dressed and like we eventually pass each other in the hallway and we're just like kind of standing there and she's like so I got your letter and again my mom is like High up in the church, and my stepdad is a minister now. Like we're like very we're that. Oh
0: wow, I didn't realize that it was that involved.
1: Yeah, and my my grandfather was a pastor and then a minister. Um, and so like I've always heard my entire life like you have to be, you need to be delivered. Like that is something that you're supposed to pray about. And um, and she said, you know, I got your letter, and I didn't know this. Um she said that she was surprised by it which I always have a hard time believing but like that's what she said um, and you know she was like we need to pray about this and I love you um, but this is not okay
0: oh wow
1: and we ended up having a family meeting with like my grandfather and my stepdad and like it was just oh, a very oh that
0: sounds so humiliating
1: it was it was it was pretty um, difficult because I believed all of the things that they were saying to me yeah. because I felt them for years prior, like praying, begging God, like take this away, Um, you know, give me a girlfriend and like make it go away. And so um, we have a family meeting. It's one of the most contentious um, meetings I've ever had with my grandfather. We've never been the same since this meeting. Um, We're fine, but we've not been the same. But I, um, I remember him saying to me like, yelling as he was walking out of the room, like there's nothing that two men can do for God. And I remember just being so Whoa. jarred and, like, not knowing what to do with that. Um, and so then I started to, like, spiral into depression after this, like, really well, yeah, just feeling because horribly. You
0: had that moment, uh, you know, like you said, where you thought about coming out all day. It was eating at you. You had to be honest with yeah. who you were. And the only hope was that maybe they will accept me. And then that didn't happen.
1: Well, so I... I I can tell that something is wrong because, like, while I'm at work at Starbucks, like, I'm happy-go-lucky and, you know, friendly with all the customers and all that, and then I would go and be on break, and I would, be like, sink yeah. immediately like a, like a stone into the ocean. And so, after doing that for a little while, I remember, like, thinking, I remember hearing a, a pastor say, um, like, when you have something that is too big for you, you should give it to God and not, like, you know, continue to hold on to it. Hmm. And I took that, yeah, and that's I said... Helpful. Well, I took that and I said, like, I've prayed my entire life for this to change. And I'm clear that if this is something that's going to change, it's not something that I can do. It has to be something that you do. And so I I prayed that prayer and I gave it and I I describe it when I wrote about it um, in Huffington Post. It's kind of like that moment for me was like when Simba returned to Pride Rock and Lion King. Mm. It's like the water started to flow. The grass was green and the music played and I felt so different.
0: Pun intended on Pride.
1: Absolutely. Huh. Um, and I just felt I felt so much freer. And um, I remember after that feeling like now that my mom knows and that I can be comfortable, there's no one else that could find out that I would really care.
0: And has it been a pro? I mean, it seems like it's been a bit of a process, but you seem cool now. With yeah, your family. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, my mom, I would say like I had to drag her along. I had a lot of like really difficult conversations um, and just trying to help her understand what it meant because she felt like she'd done something quote unquote wrong right. and I told her you know we've had a lot of conversations about that I know we gotta we gotta wrap up here, but um it well, was a very difficult thing and it, a lot of it had to do with faith and religion and hearing you know the pastor say to single single moms don't let your boys grow up to be punks and sissies hmm. and I that stuck with me because that was hate speech from the playground right that was coming from the pulpit you know what I mean that was supposedly be, supposed to be the voice of God um so that was it was really really difficult but um I mean here I am I'm on the gay here radio station I
0: know right? I mean but look how far you've come you're on a gay radio station your voice is being heard <laughs> yes. you are proud of who you are you know you're an advocate for the community it's amazing
1: yeah yeah it's been a long journey so tomorrow
0: I'm gonna tell mine we'll which is we'll tell your story yeah does not involve half of the things that you it's very <laughs> very different
2: so it will well, be definitely a yeah. hard turn yeah
1: <laughs> we'll take a quick break when we come back we we'll Drop the Subject
2: Drop the Subject we'll be right back the new Channel Q the subject. The new Channel Q. All
0: right. I had no idea that today is a holiday. And for
1: some, yes. Yeah. For
0: some, it is. Not, I mean, traditionally in America, today's not a holiday, but in Canada, it is Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian listeners I mean, who live in Canada have, and live here in the United States.
1: To the tens of millions of listeners that we have listening in Canada, because I know we're, Drop the Subject is really big in Canada.
0: Well, yeah, that's what we tell people. Um, so, you know what? We're really big in Canada.
1: Yeah. So, I found this article this morning that says, there, that uh, chronicles six things that are different about Canadian Thanksgiving from the U.S. Hol- from the US holiday.
0: Okay. I'm going to guess one. The date.
1: That's number two. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, It says, uh, the first thing is it honors a different Thanksgiving. Uh, It says the date of the true first Thanksgiving is hotly contested. Some historians believe it occurred not in the U.S., but in Nunavut? N-U-N-A-V-U-T.
0: You look like you're uh, gagging no, no, no. as you say like, that. I don't know mm-hmm. what the word is. Mm-hmm. It says,
1: when Sir Martin for- Frobisher sailed from England to the Canadian Territory in 1578, he and his crew celebrated with salt beef and mushy peas and thoroughly oh, gave thanks for making it across the no ocean Thanksgiving. safely. Thanksgiving. The pilgrims didn't arrive in Plymouth Rock until 1621, which is, you know, uh, 40 years later. Um, but American Thanksgiving became a national holiday nearly a century before its Canadian counterpart did an 1879. The second thing that's different is it's in October. Uh, It says, and on a Monday to boot...
0: on a Monday to boot.
1: It says that in the article. Oh, no. Up. It says Canadian Thanksgiving is observed on the second Monday of October every year, though many opt to feast on the weekend. It, so
0: you think that they found a Canadian to write this article and they're like, do do, do something about Canadian Thanksgiving. Put a couple and A's and in like, there. And a Monday to boot. And they're a- like, damn it, why did we... <laughs> I actually think the person. opposite
1: happened. I think they couldn't <laughs> find a Canadian. They were like, just, you know, throw <laughs> a maple leaf and some other crap in there. Um, just
0: a hockey puck yeah Exactly. Reference.
1: It says the date has moved around several times, but in 1957 the government settled on the October date. The new date lined up with the completion of the Canadian harvest, and it's just early enough in the fall to beat winter's biting cold. Um, also, the third thing is not all about turkey. Like, you know, we have no, a big fixation. No, it's about fixation. mushy
0: peas and beef or something.
1: It says Newfoundlanders that's it's hard to say Newfoundland. That. Newfoundlanders <sighs> might enjoy Jig's Dinner, which is a boiled meat dish offered often paired with a split pea pudding and in lieu of pumpkin pie, Ontarians often serve butter tarts, bite-sized pastry shell stuffed with a syrupy filling. I could go for that. Okay.
0: Butter tart is the only thing good about Canadian Thanksgiving so far. So far,
1: yes. Because there,
0: I don't want a boiled meat dish with pea mash.
1: Probably not. Yeah. There's, there's a
0: reason we haven't heard about this until now, Jared. Still,
1: I've heard of this so far. <laughs> it says there's still plenty of seasonal vegetable dishes, like breads and beverages and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not observed nationwide. It says it's an official statutory holiday. Uh, Um, Throughout Canada, except in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island, employers aren't required to pay their employees for the day off. So families often celebrate it the day before. They also have football and parades, kind of like we do here. And then Black Friday is out, Boxing Day is in. The Canadian equivalent of Black Friday takes place more than two months after Thanksgiving on December 26th. Stores cut prices and open early in honor of Boxing oh, so Day. They,
0: wow, they skip over Black Friday and go straight to Boxing Day. Yeah. Interesting. Well, but it's
1: on December 26th, the day yeah, after yeah. Christmas, right. as opposed to how we have it the day after Thanksgiving.
0: Well, if you've been threatening and telling people that you'll move to Canada if Trump get re- gets reelected Think again because there are some downsides and it's P MASH. Okay, we'll be back. Drop the subject.
2: We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: Drop the subject presents News it or lose it. All right, Alison Johnson. It is that time. you have a bell. I have some headlines. You get the votes. The People get the news. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one. <clears throat> this one phrase helps turn a fight into a problem to solve. This one phrase? Mm-hmm.
0: Is it calm down?
1: <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs>
0: okay. I'll news. it. Okay. I should probably know for future.
1: There you go. Amy Schumer gets real about being afraid to return to work as a new mom.
0: Oh, yeah. This is interesting. Puppy... This is one of the things that makes me afraid to have children.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, this is great then. Puppy found alive in rubble. One. Okay.
0: I mean, you never bring me puppy stories. <laughs> I, know, I saw that. I was so, like, this is... Adiante. I'm going to have to news it. It says,
1: one month after Hurricane Dorian hits the Bahamas, they found this puppy alive. Oh. Which is wild, wild, right? Oh. Sorry. I'm just picturing it all cold. <laughs> I know, right? Um, this one uh, says, high stakes for LGBT Americans at Supreme Court next week. Oh. Ugh. Why do you think this sex- It's How not a sexy supposed- one, but...
0: It's not a sexy one? All right. Well, we should probably
1: yeah oh did I like strong arm you into that no, one
0: no 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 I just think it's important <laughs> to talk about it
1: yes and then the word genius.com word of the day is Ajita that sounds like something you'd be into Ajita A-G-I-T-A Ajita Agita. Uh, uh,
0: it sounds like an alter ego of some kind uh, <laughs> sure five for oh, five is that a five out of I five I so that's a
1: lot of reading for me to do alright yeah, you better get going <laughs> we've got all these stories and more coming up next
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: All right. So we're back with News It or Lose It. I just want to acknowledge something that um, kind of went under the radar there. That was my first five out of five. Just going to say it. <laughs>
0: So, it's like, what is he going to say?
1: Yeah. Um, really important moment here on Drop the Subject and Drop the Subject History, really. Um, so for all of you that are archiving these kinds of things, you want to mark this one down. Okay.
0: That's one for the books, everyone. I believe I have a five for five in the books. It you says, have like three. You think so? Really? Uh,
1: you have at least three.
0: Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll have to do. We'll have to see who by the end of the year has the most.
1: This is really an unfair competition considering we're playing against each other. True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Loser has to drink a what is it? Smoothie, Dorito, Dorito smoothie, smoothie. Dorito like milk that. smoothie. No, you're
3: already
1: doing that. No, you're already in.
0: I all I asked on the air if I could do some kind of a game, game where I would get a veto if I won. She
1: could kind of get out of it. Okay. she's really kay? cheating the system here. Is what she's doing, but it's time for loser to lose it. Lose it.
0: <laughs> cheating the system.
1: Drop the subject. Presents. Lose It or Lose It. Justin, did you shave the beard? He you trimmed, you trimmed it. it down? It looks good. Yeah. You've got like a, a hot beard situation happening right now. Yeah, and I think he maintained the part that you gave him last I, week. I don't know if it's the same part, but it's a good one. I did get a haircut. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm so proud. I thought you were waiting to get a haircut.
0: Well, You know, get you, get like
1: the, you get like the dead ends cut off. I don't want to donate hair that's... That's ratchet. For those of of you that don't know, Ginger Justin has long hair, and we were like, "What's the deal with the hair?" And then he said he was growing it out to be able to donate it to kids later, and we're like, "Oh my god, that's so special." Is it specifically kids? Yeah, it'll be for kids, right? For kids like that need. I think it usually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I
0: wasn't sure if you could specifically decide it was kids or no
1: kids. No kids. No 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 kids. kids.
0: Millennials only. They have to be
1: straight white kids. Damn it. Okay. Locks
0: for real love. (laughs)
1: Exactly. All right. So this headline comes from HuffPost Relationships. It says this one phrase helps turn a fight into a problem to solve. You you asked if the phrase was calm down. You need
0: to calm down. (laughs) Not that. You need some space.
1: (laughs) Exactly. No, it's not that either. One more.
0: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Turning a fight into a problem.
1: To solve.
0: Mm, I'm going to write down why you're mad at me and then turn it into a crossword puzzle.
1: That's it? Nope, that's not. Uh, so the story, um, they, it comes from this woman. It says, the last, she was talking about her and her husband. She says, the last time we argued, it was about career decisions and how they affect us and our kids. How much time we spend together as a family and who's responsible for certain tasks around blah, the house. Blah, blah. At some point, it was getting intense and we were falling into the trap of blaming each other. I then told my husband, hey, remember, we're on the same team. Oh, she says, you know, with
0: men, sports references always work.
1: (laughs) Well, straight men. Um, She says, saying that saying that just instantly takes you out of the argument and reminds you that this person is not an enemy, that you can start focusing on listening, compromising and reaching solutions as opposed to just continuing to go back and forth fighting. Yeah, I like that.
0: I, I like that, too. I think that when people get. I mean, especially because I've been in a relationship for a long time. So all of the same fights, like we fight about the same things. We don't have big fights very often anymore. But when we do, they're always around the same two or three issues. So those issues get us really heated. And then when you get heated, you start with the blame game or you start accusing language and things like that. So it's yeah, that's good to say, hey, we're on the same team.
1: It says use judiciously and you don't want to just be same teaming every few hours. The phrase can turn (laughs) it turn in a fight into a problem to solve in those moments when you're at each other's throats. It's a gentle reminder that ultimately marriage is a team sport and going for the jugular is the quickest way to lose. You
0: know what I can say not to say in any kind of situation when you're in a fight? Calm down. Okay, that's one of them. The other two words that I will share to never say in a fight are you're projecting.
1: Oh. That one
0: sucks.
1: Yikes. Unless you're talking to Donald Trump, who's a classic projector. Yes, which he is yes. always projecting. Yes, my God, yes. Saying but that's you're such projecting, a ugh. It just like
0: turns it back around. It's like you're projecting your stuff onto me, and you're like, "What?" And then you're oh, all confused yikes. and angry. All right,
1: you're projecting. That's also something that someone who has a therapist would say. Yes, right, because you get what projection is. That's so why my wife is a therapist. Exactly. And it's very frustrating <laughs> to fight with her. Um, okay, well, this other headline comes from the Washington Blade. It says, uh, "High stakes for LGBT Americans at Supreme Court next week." Um, coming up, the U.S. Supreme Court on Tuesday, is set to hear a trio of cases that will determine not just whether firing workers for for being LGBT is legal under federal law, but will also have ramifications for LGBT people in education, healthcare, and housing. At issue is whether the anti-LGBT discrimination is a form of sex discrimination and therefore prohibited under the Title uh, Title 7 of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. I remember we talked about that this decision
0: was coming up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they're going to be hearing this case starting tomorrow, and we will hear about it when Supreme court season comes in june we'll great with their
0: rulings all on. right well news it or lose it continues don't go anywhere you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject
2: we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q
1: Allison Johnson.
2: Yes.
1: I have been reading these stories from Newsit. You've been and
2: fervently reading there. I have there.
1: been. I feel like I've been antisocial in the last. No, few I know. We've here. just been
0: trying to distract you. I
1: know. It's a. Uh, it's always like, Did Hey, you see this? What's was funny. Hey, hey, What's going going what are you here. doing? What are you reading? Anything going on? <laughs> Snaps. Snap, um. Snap. Okay. So this story. The headline says Amy Schumer gets real about being afraid to return to work as a new mom. So, um, as you know, Amy Schumer uh, recently got married and had a baby, and her. Uh, little Beeb named her, her five month old boy is named Gene Attell Fisher.
0: Did you just say Beeb? Her little beeb. Like a beebe? Like a little
1: like beeb. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, she has a little beeb and <laughs> um, her husband's name is Chris, and the baby's name is Jean. And uh, she was talking about adjusting to her new normal and going back to work, and she did this post on Instagram. It says, five months ago today, and uh, and like all moms, I love him so much it hurts. I should say this is a photo of her holding the baby. Holding the beeb? Yeah, holding your beeb. Uh, it says, I'm feeling strong and good like I'm still a human being with interests and ambitions and goals I'm excited to reach. It's felt good to be back at work. I'm s- I am was so worried about it and was afraid to go back after he was three months old. A couple of days I've cried for missing him but it's mostly good to be back and the breaks energize me to be a better mom and appreciate our time even more. I have it a lot easier than many people but I wanted to share my experience. What was your going back to work experience?
0: Oh, so I'm sure a lot of people weighed in on yeah. this.
1: Yeah. Well, she actually got So far, it has 12,779 comments on it. And some of them are actually from some famous women. Uh, Deborah Messing from Will & Grace. uh, She says, I went back to Will & Grace, but was lucky I could bring him every day. So every bathroom break, I'd hold him and I was able to breastfeed. But on a show night, oh my God, I my body hurt from his absence i felt a physical yearning and i questioned myself and felt guilty and i would cry it was hard i'd feel such moments of joy making people laugh but then i'd get lost in the work and it energized me and empowered me and then i would get home and literally sprint to his crypto rocket man
2: yeah.
0: i guess what i'm afraid of is not missing the baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> more nervous about baby. like reincorporating into the working world and feeling like people are going to be like, wait, who are you? What? Well, get out of here. We, we've already replaced you with another lesbian.
1: No, who no. Who makes better jokes or Drew, something like that. Drew Barrymore that. said, I didn't even care about anything. Everything seemed trivial if it wasn't about my kids. But after time, <sighs> things fall into, new place, into oh. the new place. Not the old. Old is gone. Forever changed by a love that is indescribable. Oh, my Lord. What a um, love fest. Padma Lakshmi, whom, I mean, Padma yeah. Lakshmi, I love her. She says, having Krishna made me stop worrying about the little things. Which, I get that, you know. Yeah, because
0: you're focused on keeping a human alive. Yeah, Which is very difficult. I mean, and Kevin has said when they had their first baby, he learned that the first five years are just basically about keeping the thing alive. And Mm. that's the hardest part, is you're like, all right. And I think when the baby's born, you have like three months to get it back to its birth weight. And if you don't do that, it's like, bad news. So it's a lot of... Yeah, they have to get the baby... the, The baby has to be... Uh, cause it'll lose weight when it gets out of the womb because it's living oh. off of whatever's in the, whatever, you know, the I've womb never heard that before. and it starts losing weight. So then the first, the first, uh, uh, thing that you have to do is get it to eat and, and whether it's formula or breast milk or whatever, to get it back to its birth weight by a certain time. Really? And if you can't get it back to the birth weight, then it's a very big problem. Interesting. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. It's very scary. Oh,
2: There's I a didn't lot know that. to okay. be scared about. And yeah, absolutely. yeah. But I well, would
0: also imagine that taking a few months off, you you just get used to being at home and then you're afraid to go back because you're like, oh, it's gonna be so different. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um I told you I was at a first birthday party and I was like, you know, congratulations on making it through this first year. You yeah. know what I mean? And like
0: Not being able to it.
1: I mean, just being able to survive, like because <laughs> yeah. you don't sleep, you you you're sleeping on odd schedules and all kinds of stuff. So um this story comes from CNN. CNN. It said, the headline says um, something that I can't see because CNN.com is an awful website. <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> those ads I hate those pop-ups so are much. terrible they're like look at it Anderson Cooper look at him Like,
1: I can't deal with it it says puppy found alive in rubble one month after Hurricane Dorian hit the Bahamas so it says rescuers say they found a puppy alive in the rubble of a collapsed building um, members of Big Dog Ranch Rescue found the dog that they've now named Miracle on Friday in Marsh Harbor using infrared detection from a drone Scott said Scott is uh, Chase Scott is one of the folks from the organization he said that Miracle Michael was nearly crushed to death after a building collapsed, trapping him under broken glass, an air conditioning unit and, and building debris. The one year old mixed breed had been surviving only on rainwater. Oh and my was God. It, it was skeleton thin, unable to walk? It says, uh. despite his dire condition, Miracle greeted rescuers with a wagging tail. Um, they said that they. Well, been,
0: yeah, I'm sure. What else is it? Well, well, he, he couldn't, like, he couldn't ah. move at all. <laughs> it
1: says um, uh, that they've been providing him with medical and emotional support, and are hoping for a full recovery. Um, and you know, either they'll find the the dog's owners, or the, they'll be putting it up for adoption. Well,
0: what I'm hearing right now is that robots are saving puppies yeah i guess you could say I that mean, a drone a robot drone found a puppy and saved its life <laughs> and i a i drone, know that yeah. this is a feel-good story but i'm just gonna go ahead and say it miracle is a horrible dog name
1: oh no oh okay i thought you were gonna say it's a horrible dog no no um, no. he's a
0: great dog okay i don't what? like the name
1: yeah it's not a good dog name word word of the day is ajita
0: <laughs> a miracle i'm sorry
1: ajita <laughs> is a noun any idea
0: I, I don't know. Just tell
1: me. It's nervousness or agitation. Ah! Anxiety. Ah! Indigestion or stomach dis- discomfort. Okay. I think some people pronounce this agita. But oh, Okay. Agita, yeah. Well,
0: I'm Agita Johnson and we'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
2: The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: All right. So, <laughs> Justin, Um, inside joke here on the show this song uh, we we were texting over the weekend i was in an uber and i heard this song and i was like there are lyrics to
0: this song yeah this is an actual song (laughs) i
1: didn't know this was a real song um so justin's like we're coming into your favorite bed i'm like what is a song (laughs) um i I can't think of the name of the song but i'll find it and we'll talk about it later
0: oh and Um, also coming into your favorite bed channel q channel (laughs) Q.
1: oh no okay Uh? all right so I'm very excited that we have Amanda Littman on right now because um, we...
0: We've talked to Amanda before. We've talked to
1: Amanda before. She's the the head over at Run for Something, which is an organization. I'm going to let her explain. Amanda, how's it going? It's good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. Um, Explain to people what Run for Something does first.
3: Run for Something recruits and supports young, diverse progressives running for local office. So we work with people running for things like school board, city council, state legislature, all across the country.
1: Very cool. So um, I saw this morning that you all are launching a new program called Where Can I Run, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, tell people what wherecanirun.org is about.
3: So wherecanirun.org is a new tool we just kicked off today. It is a website where you can go, enter your name, your address, your information, and it will tell you exactly what local offices you can run for, including where we have it, whether the position is full or part-time, what the salary is who might already be in it, when the filing deadline is, you know, a bunch of relevant information to help you make up your mind if this is the path for you.
0: What is the time commitment on this? Because I'm literally filling this out as I, as we speak. I've just gone to uh, where can I and I'm filling out my information when you're running for something like school board. Is that like if somebody has a full time job, is this
3: something that they can also take on? Definitely. I mean, it's certainly hard. It'll be like a twenty to thirty hour a week time commitment. It'll be your full time hobby. Um, but we most of the folks that do <laughs> it, it, it full-time. is their full their full time hobby. Um, they have a day job, and then this is their night job. It's hard, but there are people who can help you.
1: Can you explain how Run for Something got started?
3: Yeah. So Run for Something was born of the ashes of the twenty sixteen election. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was, <laughs> I was such a great to see years. You know, it's the only way I can describe it. It was born of rage and (laughs) grief. I worked for her for two years. I heard from a friend from college shortly afterwards who was like, If that idiot could be president, why can't I run for state legislature? I want to do something. Where do I go for help? And I didn't have an answer for him. So along with my incredible co-founder, Ross Morales-Riquetto, we decided to create the organization that would be the solution. We launched on Inauguration Day, and it's big now. That's wonderful.
0: I always love it when people start things because
1: they want to answer their own question. Absolutely.
3: You know,
0: it's like, why doesn't this exist yet? And you're like, oh, I guess I should just make it then. That's amazing. And
1: you guys have tons of candidates across the country, right?
3: Yeah, so in our first two years, we elected, we endorsed more than 650 and elected more than 220. That is um, Next crazy, month, we'll have about 155 Amanda. on the ballot, which hmm. is insane.
1: I mean, you guys have grown really quickly and are, are having like a real impact in all of these different states. Um, WhereCanIRun.org is the website that they're launching now, if you're interested in like just finding out what's available in your area. Um, talk- I
0: can run for Senate, Jarrett. That's what's coming up on mine. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> um, um, moving on.
0: Why are you, hey, uh, <laughs> you blown past this?
1: <laughs> um, part of also what's really cool about what you guys are doing at Run for Something, um, you guys just launched like a big ad campaign. You guys are really targeting certain areas. Can you talk about what you're doing in Texas?
3: Yeah. So we only need to flip nine seats in the Texas state legislature in order to turn it blue. Um, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. And that could have a huge impact on the trajectory of American politics. Uh, the filing deadline to get on the ballot in Texas is December 9th, and there are still a bunch of races that don't have candidates yet. So we just launched a $50,000 ad campaign in the state to try and find people who want to run.
1: That's really cool.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. So what, what qualities do
0: you look for in a good candidate? I mean, if somebody's new to politics, but maybe they have passions for certain things, what kind of things do you look for in, in, when you're uh, you know, reaching out to these communities?
3: We wanna make sure that people are authentically rooted in their community, um, that there's a problem they wanna solve and an office that will let them solve it, that they're willing to do the work. Campaigns are really, really hard. So if we want people who are no open-eyed, clear-eyed about what they're getting into. And then we want people with interesting and compelling stories. We can teach you how to be a candidate. We can teach you everything you need to know about policy. We want to know that you're willing to learn and that you're in it for the right reason.
1: Um, I want to remind people um, that are listening in Texas, we are on in Dallas uh, at Alt-1037 on HD3 there. And then uh, on 97, 95.7, the spot uh, uh, HD2 in Houston. Um, and and everywhere saying,
0: on Radio.com. And
1: everywhere mm-hmm. across the country and, and, and the world on Radio.com. Um, Amanda, I, I'm really excited about the work that you all are doing and i see you guys in my inbox uh, you know multiple times a week and i always think maybe one day we'll see um but i love that you guys are are you know really working hard and finding candidates to um you know to run in these different seats tell people um where they can find out more information about everything that you're working on and the most important thing that they should know about you
3: Most important thing you should know is that if you are thinking about running for office and you want to run local and you've never done this before, we will help you. And go to runforsomething.net to learn more, wherecanirun.org to enter your information and find all the offices you want to run for. And then we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at runforsomething.
1: I love that. Yeah. Amanda, really great talking to you again. Thanks for being here. You too. Thank you so much. We will take a quick break. When we come back, the happy ending. That wasn't it? That that wasn't it. There's even more. (laughs) Don't go anywhere.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to land this plane, but Allie... You've got some gay news headlines that we've got to get to the vote for. I
0: do. I do, because voting is important. It is a democracy here on the show. It is. And by the way, if you're not following us already, please do at DTS show on Twitter and on Instagram. We always have fun things for you there. We will post the side-by-side of Jarrett's cupcakes. I I did Oh, you did? Oh, great. Okay. So here were the four finalists for Gayest News headline of the week. We always share these on Friday.
1: I like my beer cold, my TV loud, and my
3: homosexuals flaming.
0: We put these on Instagram story over the weekend, and you vote deciding the gayest news headline of the week. Here were your nominees. One, big meat is coming for your vegan school lunch.
1: I mean, come on.
0: Headline number two. Behold Casey Muffsgrave's Hypnotic Glitter Ponytail
1: Just that last name alone
0: (laughs) Barely made it Through that one Headline number three Formal objection To Island Fish Farm Lodged by group Of underwater fairies It's a personal (laughs) favorite And then finally Number four Why the reigning Fat bear champion Isn't in the contest This year Well the voting is in and the winner is (sighs) with 80% of the vote big meat is coming for your (laughs) vegan school lunch congratulations unbelievable well I cannot wait for Friday when we release four new nominations for this week. And Obviously, if you have any nominations, please send them to us at DTS Show. You can always direct message a nominee. It might make it to the airwaves.
1: You can also give us a call um, and let us know if you've seen a headline that you think is fantastic. Very true. You can give us a call, -call 1-833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. So, should we we wrap this up?
0: Yes. Should we land this plane? Let's do some happy endings.
1: I see Justin has a lot of red pen written on his uh, on his little whiteboard there not gray pen not gray pen <laughs> <a> p- allegedly <laughs> not that you would know of uh-huh. um, since Justin um, I see that you've been writing there I'm gonna let you go last um, so, oh <laughs> I'm getting gonna- <laughs> oh alright Justin what you got if history has taught us anything, it's that despite losing the popular vote, candy corn still has a chance to make America gross again. Oh, <laughs> how dare ye.
0: Hey, you know what, though? Jarrett has made a, 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 a possible breakthrough. And oh. I, I, yes, because you pointed out off the air a connotation between people who are gay and people who love candy corn.
1: Yes, all of our morning talent. Loves candy corn. And so all of our we. homosexuals in the morning,
0: and all of the straight producers do not like candy corn.
1: So you said that you think the gay gene might have something to do with the candy corn gene, which, for clarity, is not a thing. Um, but <laughs>
0: wait, but I thought it, they did say that
1: cilantro. There's a gene, not candy corn.
0: <laughs> no, but is there a gene? There's a gene for gay, isn't there?
1: Oh well, there's a gay. Yeah, well, there's like some hereditary thing. It, it's hard to say. But Okay, yeah.
0: all right, that makes us want to wear pumps or not. <laughs> All right. Well, regardless, I think it's worth investigating because, you know what, if we do prove that this is true, we could be millionaires.
1: I'll call the 23 and Me people and get them on it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your happy ending?
0: Uh, let's see. My happy ending is that maybe some people are uh, liking me a little less today because I started obsessively watching The Masked Singer. Hmm. But, on the bright side, my one consolation is that Jarrett Hill feels somewhat warmly about me. I mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> For a second I thought it was gonna be something else about the mad singer and now it's about me being a homophobe. <laughs> so which is a great segue into mine actually. Okay. It says the sexual my happy ending. The sexual orientation bias test may have implied that I was a big homophobe. But that's impossible because all the men I sleep with are definitely gay. <laughs> okay.
0: So All right, that's very logical. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: That was my bad. What I'm the
0: sorry. hell? Are that you was my bad. Doing?
1: That was that was, <laughs> that was Ginger Justin being a homophobe. seconds. Okay,
0: what's your what's your happy ending then? He had it.
1: I already he read it. it. Oh,
0: you, you did. All right. It, yeah, yeah. I have a memory of a goldfish. All right. This music
1: well, is getting very homosexual geez, very quickly. It is very
0: loud. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're going to go to a gay club because I guess we have to Apparently, now. Apparently.
1: That's what this feels like. We have
0: a lot of exciting stuff tomorrow. Nurse Alice is stopping by for live flu shots. Yes. We're talking to Dr. Jen, as we always do. And uh, with Just the Tip Tuesday, I believe we're going to talk about hotel room hacks.
1: We've got a whole lot going on. I don't even know if we can get through it all, but we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. On the, ne- on the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, Dr. Jen Mann's going to be here, and she's talking to us about what to do when you're dating someone with depression. Then, in preparation for National Coming Out Day, Allie's going to be sharing her coming out story.
0: I won't give it all away now, but I will say it involves a Catholic high school expulsion and a
2: bottle of Bacardi 151.
1: My God, what could go wrong?
2: Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific,
3: 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.